Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for those leading in Christ's church. I'm Andrew Cook. It's great to be together once more. Ephesians, the series continues with Ray Tibbs. And a question of tolerance in a pastor talks. If you've been with us recently here on Serving Today, you'll know that we're working through Paul's New Testament epistle to the Ephesians. And we've been receiving help with this from Ray Tibbs, who's here with us on the programme once again. And we're currently in chapter 5 of Ephesians. Yes, we're moving into verses 8 through to 14, in which Paul exhorts his readers to walk in the light. Paul is continuing his theme that Christians should be imitators of God and not imitators of the world. And so in verses 7 and 8, he's asking, who are we? And the response is, we are light in the Lord. Therefore do not be partners with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Paul was not saying that Christians are in the light, but that they are the light itself. Previously, they were not simply in darkness, they were that darkness. They had perpetuated it, as now they perpetuate the light. The emphasis is on their inner condition, not their external circumstances. See Luke chapter 11, verses 33 to 36, or earlier in this letter, chapter 4, at verse 18, and Romans chapter 1, verse 21. They had been changed, not just because light had shone upon them, but because they had absorbed that light into them. Jesus Christ himself is that light. The light isn't education or morality. Mere exposure to the light that is Christ is not enough. It must be taken in. Only then can it mean anything to others. Christ brings about that change so that the believer becomes a vehicle for the light which is Christ not just someone who has received it. And what implications does this have for believers? Paul moves on in these next verses, 8 through to 13, to ask, what do we do? And the answer to this is, we should be living as children of the light. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. 
but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. The children of light are identified by the display of new features in their lives. The potential within them is realised through the activity of the Holy Spirit. The light of Christ is beginning to shine through them. Ray, can you expand on what such behaviour involves, behaviour that distinguishes light from darkness? Yes, there are three areas which are suggested here. First of all, goodness. This is benevolent, unselfish, helpful and non-prejudiced action. Everyone is to be treated with the same love and compassion. Then there is righteousness. This is being governed by divine principles and keeping to the standards that God has set for his people. And there is also truth. This means being straight and sincere, honest and open, not secretive or deceptive in any way. And what does this behaviour result in? Well, there are three results. First of all, If we behave in that way, we will be proving the will of the Lord. There's public evidence of what God requires in and of his people. Real Christianity is observed in the lives of genuine Christians. There's a strong element of determination here as people resolve to live to please Christ, consistently striving to discover what is acceptable to him and then implementing it seriously. The second result is that we lose the ways of the world. The children of light have nothing in common with the children of darkness. Those with the light can no longer share the same worldly pursuits as those with the darkness. They must be shunned as empty and futile. And then the third result is that we are exposing the ways of the world. The ways of the world are not simply to be avoided. They must also be rebuked. The world is to be shamed by the light. John chapter 3 verses 19 and 20. It is reproved by the sheer weight of evidence against it. Ray, how can Christians engage in denouncing what is evil in the world? Sometimes there are issues in the community where Christians have to make a stand for that which is right, even though they may face difficulties as a result. But sometimes it can be a matter simply of personal example, as our own godliness can bring conviction to some people who know that they are guilty of some things which the Christian is not guilty of, and the contrast between their lives is very different. And your last point develops the manner in which this can or should happen. 
Yes, in verse 14, the question is, how do we do this? This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So, first of all, awake. We must be alert to the realities of the situation around us. We should not be lost in a dream world, imagining that all is well. This is an exhortation to lazy believers to shake off feelings of complacency and self-satisfaction. Then we must arise. Once we have become aware of what is happening around us, we must take action to deal with it. We must take up new challenges as we leave behind the previous condition. And thirdly, we must receive, we must take from Christ whatever he is pleased to give us. Only Christ can supply us with whatever is lacking for us to be the light we ought to be. We must put ourselves in the way of receiving more light through talking with Christ, listening to his word and seeking out his people. Thank you again. Thank you, Ray. It's good to welcome back Malcolm Ryan here on Serving Today. In his regular series, A Pastor Talks, Malcolm brings us the Bible's perspective on problems that affect all believers. And I'll now hand over to him for this week's thought. Addressing the matter of people who have a habit of finding fault with other people, the Lord Jesus said, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You'll find those words in Luke chapter 6, verses 37 to 42. In the movie version of the almost disastrous Apollo 13 spaceflight, astronaut Jim Lovell is in his garden, looking up at the moon that seems so small in the night sky. He holds up his thumb and it blocks out the entire moon from his sight. And we're left thinking, how could something so large be obscured from view by something so small? Of course, it's all a matter of perspective. Things aren't always as they seem. Sometimes a small thing can obscure something larger and more important. For instance, we may see a sin in the life of another person, but fail to see our much worse judgmental attitude. The small sin of someone else has blocked the view of our bigger problem. This isn't to say that we don't have to bother distinguishing right from wrong, nor is it okay to ignore moral absolutes 
and the clear teaching of Scripture. On the contrary, our God is holy and righteous, and that's the way we must be. Yet until we're free from a judgmental spirit, we're not qualified to comment about someone else's words or actions. And when we see another person in sin, there are three things we don't know. First, we don't know how hard they tried not to sin. Second, we don't know the power of temptation they were up against. And third, we don't necessarily know what we would have done in the same circumstances. Of all the sins in the world, God calls us to be concerned about only one before any other, namely our own sin. Then, once we've removed the plank from our eye, we can help a fellow believer remove the speck from theirs. Well, let us all indeed take this to heart. Thanks to Malcolm Ryan. And that brings us to the end of our time together here on Serving Today. Do join us again soon, and if there's anything you would like to ask us about, then please do get in touch. The details on how to do that follow shortly. So, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God enable us to be a light pointing to the Lord Jesus. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.